Break the Cycle with DST, episode number 10. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash DSD and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and start listening. It really is that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash DSD. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I'm your host, Dwayne, and in this show, I help you break the cycle of emotional abuse and help you get your life back. The information in this show is my opinion and for informational educational purposes only. Please consult a medical or psychological professional before making any changes that could affect your mental health. We are joined by our friend Leslie Powers to discuss ways to learn to let go of our emotional baggage. So come join us and learn some new skills to help you let go. Hey guys, I've had a question that I've been thinking about for uh, a few weeks now, and I thought that uh, I would bring our friend Leslie Powers back in and we could chat about these topics. And uh, But before we jump into it, Leslie, hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks. So if you guys aren't familiar with Leslie Powers, she runs Spiritually Empowered Coaching. Uh, She does daily videos uh, on, uh, not YouTube, well, you do YouTube, but daily live streams on Facebook. I'll leave links in the show notes uh, so you guys can check her out. But uh, what I wanted to ask you today, and take, you know, bend your ear and get some advice Mm -hmm. on this, is that, you know, a lot of, both of our, our, folks who follow us struggle with, with letting go. And, you know, it's, it's easy for people to say, you know, just let go. And, and you and I both know that it's a heck of a lot more complicated, complicated than that. And I was curious if we could talk about how you, when you're coaching people, how you help them through that process of getting to the point to recognize it's time to let go and the process to do that. So what's your take on that? Well, my take on it is that um, obviously everyone's got their own timeline. So depending on, you know, I have people coming to me the next day saying, I just want to get over this. I, you know, how can, how can I speed this up? Like we just broke up yesterday. And the fact is, um, it's going to take a lot longer. So to, to accept a number one, accept of where you are be okay with where you are and don't rush anything but there will become a time because what i i find that people just want to like plow through and just get over it so they can or they'll just go find a new relationship so they have something else to hold on to that's that's something that i definitely steer people away from but people are going to do what they're going to do so no, I want to jump in on that because I, I think that, that that brings up a really good point. And I, and I think the problem with that or what happens is, is you're hurting, like you mentioned, you're hurting so bad, right? And if you can find someone else, then you're focusing that energy and you're getting your validation from that other person, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, which is the train wreck right then and there. And mm-hmm. let me ask you this. So when, so like if I was calling you and I was, and I was having a, a session with you and was saying that. I mean, how would you try to dissuade me from saying, you know, hey, Dwayne, you need to focus. I mean, what would you say? Because I'm assuming you would say, hey, focus on yourself first. But I get what you're saying. People are their own timeline. So how would you approach that? I am actually very blunt. And I do say it's time to focus on you. When was the last time you did anything for yourself? Who are you? Not who do you think, 
you know, your parents think you are, not what your friends think you are, not what your ex told you what you were. Who are you? And really, that's, that's, I want to get them focused on them. And the faster we can do that, the easier it is for them to just kind of, it gets, detachment gets easier and easier as the days and the minutes go on because it really is a moment to moment healing. It's not just, oh, you know, in a month I'll feel better. It is literally minute to minute for, for, you know, there's, there's a a, a stretch of time where you're literally looking at the clock saying, oh my God, it's only been five minutes. Yeah. I hear, I I hear you. I hear you on that. And, um, I, and I can relate to that because I know for me personally, like you mentioned the minute to minute, it, it was, I mean, it, it, you know, you want to say day to day, week to week or whatever, but literally every minute is a struggle. And, and I was just thinking whenever you were, when you were saying that, I was kind of putting myself back into, into that mode. Um, when you were talking about, you know, focus on yourself and when was, I mean, and that question was awesome. I mean, you know, when was the last time you did something for yourself? When was the last time you basically put yourself first and I would, I would imagine a lot of people in those initial, they probably get kind of emotional on that because, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, they've never really thought about, thought about that or even been given, I don't know what's the right word, like the validation or, or the approval to focus on themselves, right? I mean, yeah. and, and that's, I mean, and that's critical. And, and, I, and I know that, and I can, I can also relate in, in my story where... You know, I wanted to, to, to find somebody else, right? I wanted that, that, that get somebody new to, to prove to myself and the world that, that you know, I, I'm still lovable. There's still somebody out there who would care about me and, you know, and to partly get back at the ex and everything. And, and I know I've mentioned that I think we talked about this before, but in my particular scenario, I just thank God I didn't have easy access to people, right? It hurt and it made it a lot worse. But at the same time, it made it very difficult to find someone else. And um, I, I really feel for people who are, who are surrounded by new opportunities. And, you know, I mean, it's easy. It is so easy to get into that new relationship and that new, new, new thing. Um, but, you're, but when you do that, you don't let go. How many times do you have people who go through that who... who uh, I mean, do you coach people who are still trying to find other relationships or do you kind of have some ground, world, ground rules or, or boundary sets before you would take them on as a client? I, I don't like to put the boundaries on it because I, my, because I think it, it kind of, it chops like, it like chops a limb off where people say, oh, well, she says I can't. So oh, yeah. okay. it's, it's one of those things where, so if, if they're still looking, then I would caution them on it but let just let them know i'm still here like i'm i'm not going to abandon you because you went and did something that you know i may not see as a conducive way of healing right but i'm still going to be here and we're going to work through it and and all of that but i do definitely try and persuade people to not look for new relationships but new friendships because most a lot of the time we look around and we say holy moly 95% of the people in my life are toxic people. Yeah. Right? So then we're like, we're cutting people out left, right, and center because we have a pain threshold that we finally hit. So we've hit that pain threshold of we've had enough. 
And it's so easy to say everyone else is toxic, but we are also the sum of the people we surround ourselves with. So we can't just say, oh, it's everybody. We have to say, okay, well, now it's about me. Like, what was it about me that attracted, that made all of these people so attractive to me? What was it about, what what was I feeling about myself that I thought that this was okay? Um, and the level of people pleasing that's involved in all of this, because I find that a lot of us are people pleasers. Yeah. I think across the board, it's, um, if you're not admitting to the people pleasing, you're just not admitting to the people pleasing. Yeah. It's so there. So yeah, I don't recommend that people date, but if they're going to, then I'm, I'm still here for them, but I don't recommend it because it, we're just going to be walking into the same situation and I don't want that for anybody. Well, and, and 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 conversely on that, and I could I can share this, and I know I have before, but with uh, my relationship with Debbie, you know, we started, or I, I I thought I was healed and I wasn't, and the problem with that, even if you are with a really good person like I am, mm-hmm. there's a tremendous amount of baggage, and I mean, so our relationship went through, uh, you know, another set of hell, but on a different level that really wasn't fair to anybody. Right. I mean, I wasn't ready for 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 it. You know, I'm dragging her through this. I mean, and, and fortunately, we made it through it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't easy. And there have been impacts uh, and damage to to the relationship. I mean, I mean, we we're, you know, it's four years on. We're still together. I mean, and, you know, everything's going going strong. But mm-hmm. but I mean, I, there are things that I regret on it that I wish that had I been farther along and met her, then, you know, we wouldn't have gone through those things. So. Anyways, <laughs> it's yeah, and it's tough. And, and I like to to just say the saying, we have no business bringing anyone into anyone into our chaos until yeah. we are healed ourselves. We have no business doing that to anybody because we're not we're not healthy for them. We're not we're we're, we're not healed. And even if we think sometimes, you know, we think we're healed yeah. and then we haven't done all the work and we're, we're all, everyone is a work in progress. There is yeah. no, not one person on this planet walking around that has reached the heights of heights. Uh, so we're all a work in progress, but we have absolutely no business dating. Yeah. And I think this is where it's important. Like the, like what you're providing is because if I would have been working with you back then and I would have felt that I was healed more than likely you would have been able to ask those pointed questions, you know, to push those trigger points to see what the response is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's really the key part, you know, about and kind of driving this back to the letting go part of it, because you can get comfortable in your situation. I got comfortable in my situation where, our, you know, the ex wasn't really messing with me. Things were relatively stable. Those trigger points weren't being pushed. So I wasn't having to deal with them. So I thought I was doing okay. Yeah. But but the problem is, is as soon as something happened, as soon as those issues I hadn't healed from or hadn't let go from came back, I mean, it came back with a vengeance. And um, I mean, so and I and I and I didn't I mean, I was doing therapy and stuff, but I thought that I was that I was healed and I was <laughs> I wasn't <Yeah. laughs> and I hadn't <laughs> let go. So and, and it's true when when the triggers lay dormant. We forget about them. Yep. And then all it takes is one little thing to come around and say, hey, remember me? Remember me? I'm that thorn in your side. Yeah, exactly. So let me, a- l- let me ask you this. What would, be, what would be the question 
you know, you would ask somebody to, to double check. Like, okay, so let's say, let's say I'm, I'm talking to you and I say, hey, Leslie, I think I'm healed. Uh, I want to start dating again. There's some people that, uh, that I think that, uh, that uh, I'm interested in. You know, what, what would you say to me to say, okay, well, how would we test this to make sure? I would invite you to um, not go in head first because I'll never say, you know, we're not we're not going to go there because you may not be ready mm-hmm. because this person could be the person that kind of helps you see things on a different level. You know how yeah. some people just come into your life and they're you're like, damn it, I never thought of it like that. I yeah. never saw things like that. So it could be the person. I would say go gently, but keep asking yourself, am I doing this for both of us or am I doing it for, because I'm lonely? Am I doing it, you know, all of these questions, like, are you lonely, would be my first question. Is, right. is, is the loneliest factor coming in? And if you said yes, I would probably say, okay, back up. Because we never want to date when we're lonely, just like we never want to shop when we're hungry. You know. <laughs> good, good point. I like that. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Don't do it. <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah, you never want to date when you're lonely. So if it's a matter of, you know, I'm just tired of, you know, um, not having someone on a Friday night to, like, go to the movies with and just hold hands and walk around the city – then I would say, you know, okay, get to know this person, but get to know them on a very, very slow, slow, slow level. We are not running into anything fast because yeah. I find what people do is they'll find the person and say, okay, well, I'm healed because this person showed up. You know, this person magically showed up into my life. When I was at my loneliest, this person showed up. They could be your your whatever, you know, it could be a manifestation from heaven or it could just be you're seeing we're perceiving and we're seeing things from the eyes of I just don't want to be alone anymore. Right. That's a good point. I like that. And so it's so really my question to you would be are it what's going on inside? Like are you lonely? Are you know, are you just tired of being alone or or are you good with being alone? I think the sweet spot really is is that if you could care less cuz weekends were hard let me digress. Yeah. Um, weekends were hard at first, right? Like coming home that Friday night and thinking, oh my goodness, I have tonight, I have Saturday and I have Sunday and it is the longest 48 hours of my life. Right. The week weekends were horrible because you have no one to hang out with. You got no friends. All you're doing is just sitting in your own swill of thoughts and emotions. And uh, so those were hard. So I think the sweet spot is not caring that you don't have any plans all weekend saying, Hey, that's great. I can now, you know, clean my office. I can, you know, go for a drive in the country by myself, or I can go have lunch with a friend. Yeah. It's or um, if someone decides to ask you out to go to dinner or something, then you have that option, but you don't care either way. That's really the sweet spot. And that's when I think people are ready. When you could care less that you spend Fridays and Saturday nights alone. That's a great point. And I, and I will say that's, uh, that actually is where I was um, when I met Debbie. I was, I had, I'd gotten to that point. So, I mean, so the caveat on that is, is that you can still think, like you were talking about, you can still think that you're ready, but you still have to have your eyes open. Um, yes. And, and I, I guess my, my recommendation on that would be is I wish I would have recognized well, the problem was, is I thought I was doing okay. So, you know, my anger levels were down and the first three months until the ex found out about the Debbie, um, were great. 
right? I mean, there was, I, we, I wasn't being targeted. There was no triangulation going on. I mean, the kids didn't know about it. And so we had that three months to, to just be us. And it was, it was a wonderful time. And then as soon as the ex found out, and as soon as the shenanigans started, that anger, I mean, just flared up and triggered, and it was, you know, not a, not a good thing. So, and, and that's just it. And I think that's a good side note for everyone is that, you know, we have to be careful for ourselves of, of who we're opening up to and who we're getting into relationships with. Uh, when our exes find out, there's going to be hellfire. Yeah. They're not going to like it. They're, they're going to hate it. So they're going to try to do anything possible to tear that relationship down. So you have to be good and, and mentally and emotionally and spiritually ready right, to, yeah. to, to stand in it and say, okay, like, is it worth me going through this to be in this relationship with this other person? Is this worth it? And obviously Debbie was worth it. So you yeah. stood in it and you said, you know, yes, you know, I don't care what the ex does. Debbie is an awesome person. I'm not going to let her go. But a lot of the ex will just try and rip it apart, whatever they can do. And it doesn't matter if the ex has been married five other times with like 10 other kids. They don't care. They'll still try and ruin that one relationship that you got into. That's a that's a great point. And that is a, a trend that just repeats itself. I mean, that wasn't my situation, but I've heard that from so many different people. And it and it doesn't matter. You could think that they're done with you, but if they think that, that you're done with them, mm-hmm. all hell is going to break loose. Mm-hmm. Just prepare it. Yeah. So I guess before we move on, on on that topic, the only thing I would say probably would have, put have potentially helped me is if somebody could have asked those questions, you know, like, you know, so, hey, how are you about the, you know, the ch- uh, child support and alimony, right? Because that was, that was still a hot button issue for me. There would have been some, so I guess my point is, is that if there's anything that really irritates you, if it gets your anger level up instantaneously on this, you might have, you might have some more time that you need to work on this to really get to yeah. where you want to be. Yeah. And everyone's different. Everyone triggers points are different. Oh, absolutely. Because, um, you know, what drives you up the wall could, you know, I'd be like, eh, <laughs> no big deal. So, yeah. And and being being emotionally healthy takes time. Yeah. So just, just I just don't want anyone to beat themselves up saying, oh, you know, it's been like three months. It's been four months. It's been six months. You know what? It doesn't matter how long it's been. It's just a matter, are you doing something? Like, what are we doing about it? The, the what time, are we doing? Right. The time doesn't, I mean, it's irrelevant. And when you said three yeah. months, I mean, three months isn't, isn't in these situations, it's nothing. it's nothing. It is nothing. And, you know, if you're, if you're at that three to six month point and you're like, why am I not over this? Well, toxic relationships take more time than that. I mean, there are people who can. I mean, I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there are. Yep. But that's that would be the outlier. The normal, I, the normal, I would say probably is probably close to two years. That's that's the yeah. trend I've seen with my fo- with the folks on my channel. How Me about too. you? Two years, two yeah. years, yeah, yeah. Because I have uh, people that have been with me for just over a year, and we're we're still going through it. Like, yeah. We're we're still, and um, and on the topic of, of letting go, it's it's hard. But once you once you focus on yourself and you learn that it's okay to focus on yourself and you, you realize that, wait a minute, I do matter. And yeah. that takes, that takes a lot of pulling out of people. That's like pulling oh, the yeah. string on the sweater of saying, it's okay. It's okay. Because it's probably the first time in their life they've ever been asked, who are you? 
Yeah. Yeah. What makes you happy? What do you like to do? What, you know, what do you like to do? What makes you happy? And I've been, I've been on that side of the couch where I've been asked that question and just burst into tears because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because my life was always revolving around the happiness of somebody else that mine just didn't matter. So, you know, sitting on the couch at 35 years old, crying, saying, I have absolutely no idea. So if that's where you are, it's okay. And, and, and the interesting part about this is that, you know, once you get to that point, at least this is the way I felt about it. I know we talked about this before is that's when your you, things really start to change, right? You start to get to who you, who you really are and you start embracing who you are and building the better boundaries and getting the life that you really want. Instead of basically living it for other people, you start to live it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Oh man. Yeah. That. yeah that's where, that's where, you know, I, I was talking or somebody was chatting with me on, on Twitter, um, earlier today and, you know, it was, saying, you know, thanks for the channel and stuff. And it's like, sorry, you had to go through it. And I'm like, you know, I'm grateful I went through it mm-hmm. because it's gotten to me where I am today. And uh, they replied back saying, you know, well, I'm still at the, you know, throwing things around and, and being angry stage. And I'm like, oh, I was there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you don't just get to this point uh, easily. You have to go through a lot to get there. And, but it's really yeah. worth it because it really changes your life. It really does. I shudder to think of the person I would be today if I hadn't gone through it. Like, I still wouldn't know who I am. I I would still be, you know, just a zombie roaming around just trying to make everyone else happy. And meanwhile, being so miserable inside, hating life, thinking, what's the point? Why am I here? There is no point. Yeah. All of the all of these things. So, yeah, I'm I'm very, very so grateful. But the thing is. Everyone always asks me, like, how long does it take and what point did you, like, when did you realize? And the thing is, when I look back, it was just one day I was just better. One day it just felt better. And I can't put my finger on it and I can't name it. But it just, you just woke up and things were different. That's amazing you say that because that's exactly the same experience I had. And it's like you're fighting to get to that nirvana and everything, you know, when you're when you're in the midst of it, you know, a lot of things don't work. And then it's like just that fundamental shift. It's like, okay, I get it. It's like you wake up one day and it's like, oh, I get it now. And it's like it just switches. Yeah. It's and it's hard to explain to people because thing. it makes no sense. Like, no, wait a minute. You know, I mean, it's like, what? Well, that's just silly. That's just silly talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it does sound like silly talk. Yeah. No one's believing you. They're all saying, yeah, okay. Okay, like, no, they... whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just don't want to give up your secret. And you're like, no. And I have, I have a couple of, of girls on, on uh, in my tribe. And they're like, yeah, just one day. It was just different. And they can't explain it. So we're, you know, it's just one of those things where you just got to fight through it. And just know that there is. An end. There is. There is an end. There is gold at the end of the rainbow if you're willing to put in the work. And that's the key. You have to put in the work. I hope you learned some new ways to approach your healing and recovery. Letting go is really difficult. Join us next week for part two of this conversation where we talk about manifestation and how it all works. Remember, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com DSD, browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and start listening. It's that easy.
Go to audibletrial.com slash DSD.